You're listening to The Nature Photography Show. In this episode, I have 13 tips for exploring photographic subjects. Before we get into the 13 tips for exploring photographic subjects, let's talk about why. I know in my photography, I'll get out of the vehicle, I'll walk up to the scene that I want, I'll plop my tripod down, and it will grow into the ground and stay there permanently, and I'll end up with 40 shots of the exact same composition, just with a little bit of different light as the sun rises or sets, depending on when I'm there. Not the middle of the day. Typically don't shoot in the middle of the day. That's what lunch is for. Anyway, so why 13? Well, it's because I was writing and I stopped at 13 and people like lists, so here we have 13 tips. Number one, take a look at the scene and be sure you get the one shot you've envisioned. So it's possible that you thought about it before you got there and you knew exactly what kind of shot you wanted. So make sure you get that. It could be that you arrived on the scene and you see exactly what you want. Make sure you get that. So yes, we have 13 tips for exploring the photographic subjects, but the first one is to get the shot that you've envisioned. Once you have that shot, and this is number two, move around and try different angles and positions of the shot that you've envisioned. So you had kind of an idea. You got out, you've taken your shot, maybe 20 shots, maybe 30, maybe 40 like me, and your tripod stuck. But pick it up, move around, and try different angles and positions. You can do this with tip number three. You can get closer. Now, if you're on a cliff or at the edge of the water, maybe getting closer isn't an option. I find it funny that we forget that we can zoom with our feet. So we can get a little closer. We can also move further away. That's number four. Again, be aware of your surroundings. If the cliff is behind you, don't go backwards. But again, use your feet to zoom in and out. Reposition the camera vertically. I know that landscape photographers tend to shoot in landscape. And for me, I have to constantly think, I wonder what this looks like vertically. So I'll redo my camera and I'll set it up and I'll find images vertically that I didn't even know were there because I took the time to look. So how often should you do it? Eh, as often as you want to, and probably a lot more than you usually do. So number six, pay attention to how your movements affect a subject. Just the slightest movement can cause changes in your image. And what this means is, okay, yes, we have Photoshop and content-aware fill, but check the edges of your image. I call it border patrol. So check around the edges and see what's trying to sneak in to see what's in the image that you might not have noticed and just move your camera a little bit and you'll save those pixels. You won't have to beat them later in Photoshop. Change your settings. This is number seven. Pixels are free, so don't worry about trying something different. Try your different apertures, your different shutter speeds. Try everything you can because it doesn't cost you any money. It just costs you a little bit of extra time, whether it's post-processing or at the scene. Obviously, if the scene is moving quickly and the light's changing and you're in a hurry, that's probably not the time to start messing around with your settings. You should probably kind of know what you had in mind. And you can do this, tip number eight, over and underexpose the image. So yes, your camera is awesome and you paid thousands of dollars 
for that camera that will tell you when an image is properly exposed. Well, you may not want it exposed exactly in the zero. So the camera will meter the scene and kind of make it medium. If it were black and white, it would be a medium gray that it wants to make it. Well, you might not want it that way. You might want it to be a little darker or a little bit brighter. So try that. Once you get the scene, underexpose a little bit, overexpose. Watch your highlights, of course, when you do that. Make sure you don't blow anything out unless you want to blow something out, and that's fine too. Number nine, use longer shutter speeds and try blurring movement. Tack sharp is what everybody preaches in photography. Well, sometimes you might not want tack sharp. I'll use an example of a rodeo one time. I was watching barrel racing and the ladies on their horses would come running out really fast and they would turn at a barrel and they'd go back. Well, they ran right across in front of the camera and I got shot after shot after shot at two thousandth of a second, freezing that action. Well, after a while, I kept looking at my images and I'm like, yeah, that's great. I've, I've done that you know, 30 previous times. So I started dragging the shutter. I started slowing it down. And before long, I had the horse's hooves and the head and everything was blurry. Now, you'll waste a lot of images doing this, but you'll also get a really, really awesome image somewhere in that mess. And in this case, I got the image of the horse running. You could really, really get a sense of how fast it was going. And the rider's face was tack sharp. And it, was a, it ends up being a great image because I decided to do something a little bit different. So you can use longer shutter speeds to do this. And you can do this, for example, if the ocean is really, really busy and you're trying to calm things down in your photograph, you can use those longer shutter speeds to smooth out that water. Now, if it's early morning before the sunrise, that shouldn't be a problem. If it's after sunrise, you might end up having to do some ND filters, etc. All right, number 10, use different apertures to increase and decrease the depth of field. So we have a lot of rules beat into our heads as photographers. One of them is if it's action, be sure you're at 2.8 or whatever the largest aperture you have so you can blur the background. Well, that might be true 99% of the time, but why don't you try adding a little bit of depth of field to it and see what happens? Maybe you'll come up with something decent, maybe not. You can do that with landscapes as well. What are we told with the landscapes? We want everything in focus. So F8, F11, F16, don't assume that that's exactly what you do every time you're taking landscape photographs. I've seen many landscape photographs that ended up using the nice bokeh, 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 the blurry stuff in the background. I've seen them use that to help pop the subject out, like a flower in the foreground, any number of things like that that you can try. Again, if it doesn't work, nobody has to see those images. You can delete them. So don't get yourself locked in to, oh, it's landscape, so it's got to be F11. Oh, it's action, it's got to be 2.8, or it's a wildlife, it's got to be 2.8. You got to blur the background and pop them out. Well, Turns out with uh, wildlife, for example, you can do nice environmental portraits where everything is in focus. So there's plenty of things you can do. So that is tip number 10. Number 11, do zoom bursts. Oh my goodness, now we're getting into the crazy stuff. This is where you, you do a slow shutter speed and when you click the shutter, you move your zoom. 
whether it's in or out. And yes, you'll have to do several before you finally get a few that you like. It does some really weird things to the photograph, but it can be fun to do. And if the light's starting to get bad, why not? Number 12, try using your camera while not on a tripod to find the best position and then set up the tripod. So when I lead workshops, I'll often mention this. When you get out of the car, don't just set up your tripod. When you get out of the vehicle, get your camera, walk around a little bit, hold it to your eye, kind of get a sense of what's there and some ideas that you might have for a composition. Once you find that, go get your tripod and get it set up. All right, and this brings us to number 13. The best photos can come from tripod positions other than fully extended at the eye. Oh my goodness. I am so guilty of this. I'm kind of getting old, hitting the late 40s and close to 50. The idea of setting up my tripod really low is not so great, but I have to force myself to do that. Luckily, most modern cameras have flip out screens, so you can flip them out, take a look at it, and you don't have to go all the way down. Well, you can also go higher on most tripods. Don't be afraid to go higher. Change the perspective from how you normally see things, and it can help your images. All right, so that is 13 quick tips. I do have a, a, one more thing I want to add. Be respectful. If you happen to be with other photographers, try not to let the act of exploring the subject get in their way. In my experience, simply ask if it's okay, and chances are they'll grant you permission. I know being respectful is not a photographic tip, but it's the right thing to do. And it's not just about photographers, actually. When, when you're in the zone with your camera and the tripod and you're walking around and trying to take photos, be mindful of the other people that have shown up to enjoy the scene along with you. This is especially true at national parks where a whole lot of people might be at a given overlook. Yes, you're there too to get the shot and hopefully you've gotten there early enough that it's not an issue, but be respectful of those folks to make sure that you give them a chance to enjoy it as well. And that's it. That's all I've got. So that is the end of this episode. And as always, get your camera, get off the couch, escape, explore, and create.